This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Friday the 23rd of July 2021. And let's talk about New South Wales again today, Norman, because even though people are doing the right thing and they're getting tested in record numbers, we're still seeing a stubbornly high number of cases come out of that Greater Sydney cluster. And it's starting to raise the question of, with all of the measures that are already in place, it's not getting worse, but it's not getting better, like we said um, a week or so ago now. So what are the implications if New South Wales can't get this under control? Well, I think this is a conversation we have to have, and it would be great if we're wrong, and we're not predicting that it will go on forever. But what if? I think we have to start having a conversation, actually a national conversation about that now, because it's New South Wales today, Victoria could be tomorrow. Victoria looks as though they're getting theirs under control, which is great. I'm sure South Australia is going to get theirs under control, which is great. But next time, with a new variant, who knows? So let's do a hypothetical. The hypothetical is that it stays at somewhere between 100 and 200 cases a day. And the there may be slow growth or no growth, but it's a steady number each day of people who've been 100% out in the community. So it's 30, 40, 50, day in, day out, which means that the contact tracers are just treading water. So with the lockdown, with the controls in place, and with the escalated contact tracing resourcing, from, over, from interstate, they're just holding it at bay. So what happens next? Because it's going to be a while before Pfizer gets to the population in sufficient numbers to get over the hill. So are you saying that vaccination is then one of those things that on top of that might start to push those numbers back down again? Yes, but we don't have the supplies, probably don't have the delivery mechanisms to really ask. Even if you had the supplies, you've got to get to huge numbers very quickly, but let's assume that you can. That's a while away. So let's go through the possibilities because the one possibility here is what Will Ockenden, our producer, called reverse fortress New South Wales that essentially New South Wales is living with a couple of hundred cases a day or just slowly growing numbers of cases a day. It's not exponential. It's kind of sta- kind of stable, slow growing, which means it's a knife edge, which means if you lose control of it, it goes completely nuts. But let's assume they manage to hold it under control. What happens next? Well, it means that New South Wales is cut off from the rest of Australia. So that's one implication, that it's cut off from the rest of Australia and cut off from the world. So one implication is hotel quarantine. New South Wales does the heavy lifting in terms of hotel quarantine for the nation, even at the reduced numbers. So you're flying in from London or New York or Paris or or in Singapore or wherever, and you're put into two weeks hotel quarantine in New South Wales, but you actually come from Victoria or Queensland, you, you won't get out. You won't be able to actually get Back to your home. Do you have to do another? Do you have to do another fourteen days once you reach your home state? Or you can't come back because you're qualified for because your flight in is New South Wales, and you'll have to wait for a flight to Brisbane or Melbourne um, with the reduced intake from those states. So that's one implication. Another possibility could be that the other states give up their vaccine quotas for a while to allow New South Wales to escalate its rollout of Pfizer to the community to try to get to, say, 60% very quickly 
of two doses in the general community, in which case you would see the rate of hospitalizations dropping dramatically. You couldn't open, but you might get to a better point. Would the other states want to risk that, given that Delta could get in there? If I was the premier of another state, I'd be a bit loath to do that. So that's unlikely to happen, but that's one possibility. Another possibility is that the prime minister phones the CEO of Pfizer and pleads for even more doses than we're getting now in advance. So that's vaccination. Then what happens with um, opening up? Because the economy of New South Wales is crippled by this. So how do you open up? How do you get travel going again? People can't get out and can't get in. So there are possibly innovative ways of actually opening that up. And it comes back to what we've been talking about this week, rapid antigen testing. So, for example, if you do daily rapid antigen testing, it's as accurate as PCR. So if you want to travel to another state, it has to be the other state would have to agree, is that you have rapid antigen testing documented and audited uh, for three or four days before you get on the plane and then after, and just before you get on the plane and then after you get off. And you add that to the price of a, a fare. It would be 30 or $40 onto the price of a fare. Equally, you could start opening up workplaces like construction sites with rapid antigen testing. So rapid antigen testing could give you a means of opening up the New South Wales economy and partially opening up borders independent of vaccination. These are not easy decisions. Okay, but if if we have a state of Australia that has COVID going, what's the likelihood that the rest of Australia is going to be able to stay COVID free? Well, that depends on hotel quarantine, leaks from hotel quarantine, but if the borders are rigidly shut, then the risk is probably quite low. Um, but how long they can maintain that. And you've got considerable damage to the border communities between New South Wales and Victoria and New South Wales and Queensland. Right. So we've got, if, if this outbreak in New South Wales can't get come under control, we've really got implications for hotel quarantine, vaccination, how we test, how we sort of let people travel around Australia, this potential of New South Wales being cut off for quite a long time. How likely is this scenario? I don't know. And I'm not sure any epidemiologist that I've spoken to knows either. Some are saying we won't get it under control. Some are saying it's going to take for ages, you know, mid-September to the end of September. And I'm not entirely sure on what basis they're saying that because we haven't seen the curve turn yet. So obviously one of the reasons why we're grappling with this so hard in New South Wales is because this Delta variant is so much more infectious than what we've seen with previous versions of uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus. What do we know about just how effective our vaccines are against Delta? This is the group that published from Britain earlier, uh, preliminary figures from Public Health England. Now they've published in the New England Journal a peer-reviewed paper. And what they showed was that surprisingly, actually, with the first dose, there wasn't much difference between Pfizer and Astra. They both reduced effectiveness at the first dose, and that was 30% effectiveness. So, and this is where the origin of the story came, you really need two doses. Now, the good news with this study was that it went up dramatically uh, with the second dose. It's actually better than the results originally publicized. So with Astra on two doses, With the Delta variant, it's 67% effective, which is better than what was reported previously, 60%. And with Pfizer in the second dose, you get 88% effectiveness with the Delta variant. It's actually not a large amount of daylight between the two vaccines at two doses, but just shows you that you really got to get two doses in. Absolutely. And we've got lots of questions about vaccines and other things today, Norman. So let's do a round of Quick Fire Friday. I'm ready. Kylie's asking, should I delay getting pregnant after having my second Pfizer vaccine? If so, how long? There's no evidence that these vaccines have any effect on pregnancy. 
just get on with it is what the recommendation would be from uh, countries like the United States, which has got a lot of experience with pregnancy. You heard the Dr. Kylie. Uh, someone else is asking, what's going on with Novavax? Uh, so what's going on with Novavax is that they were delayed in doing their phase three study because they had problems with manufacturing. The phase three study is completed. I assume that if they haven't already delivered the truckload of data that the Therapeutic Goods Administration require for approval or provisional approval, that's coming and, um, and being considered. We haven't had any announcement from the TGA as yet. A friend in WA is asking about AstraZeneca. She understands that it's meant to be discontinued in October. So this is a misreading of Lieutenant General Fruin's uh, rollout plan, where they talked about October winding down Astra. The reason they, they did that, and it was probably a mistake the way they communicated it, is that the assumption behind that was not that they were going to phase out Astra, but that people who were eligible for Astra would have had it by then, and therefore the dominant vaccine in younger groups would be Pfizer. So it wasn't getting, it wasn't junking Astra. It was more that you wouldn't need it anymore because the people who were eligible for it or preferred for it over 60 would be immunised with it. Right. And a question about what we see in terms of trends or patterns in the people that survive COVID. Well, the trends are that one in five to one in three people get extended symptoms which can last a few months. They don't last forever, um, but they, you know, but long COVID is a problem and it affects all age groups. And one more question from someone on the Gold Coast asking, how long after the second dose of vaccine are you uh, kind of fully vaccinated as compared to how ill you would get if you'd been unvaccinated? It takes about 10 days after either dose for you to get the immune response that you're going to get to that dose, 10 to 14 days. Well, that's all of the Quick Fire Friday questions for today and all of Coronacast for this week. We will put the link to the New England Journal of Medicine journal article on our website and the stuff on lockdown that we mentioned yesterday on our website. But we'll see you Monday. See you then. 